0: Mark, you know how on most episodes we joke about the fact that people think that Instagram is paying me lots of money just to shout about how amazing their platform is. I think people generally assume whoever is on the show is paying you lots of money in some <laughs> way. <laughs> Oi, well, this time it's going to be uh, even more of a conspiracy theory because I big up Instagram a lot in the actual intro to the show. Because if it wasn't for Instagram, we would not have our first proper streaming person who shares lots of valuable insights about streaming stream queen Beth cherry who is on this week's show
1: listener has worked on some of the biggest songs of the past decade just factually well tone tonight is one of the like four or five most streamed songs of all time on Spotify. Yeah, I mean, we cool.
0: are we are talking, yeah, Tone's are now one of the biggest songs that are on Spotify. Ever. We are talking Coldplay, we are talking Pink Panther S, and that's the really nice thing, not only is she worked on those huge pop songs, she's also worked on kind of smaller exactly. artists yeah, that have yeah, gone yeah. on to be very successful, so yeah, she has yeah. both. Not only am I very excited because she has great energy and she, you know, we're finally talking about streaming, is we get, into the nitty-gritty, and she answers some questions that you guys and girls have been asking us for the year that the show has been running, and we tried our best to ask her every single question, basically, that you've ever asked us. So enjoy. This is Stream Queen, Beth Sherry. Oh, no, he's got a smirk on his face again. What are you going to say? Tones and I stream numbers
1: on Dance Monkey? 2.9 billion. 2.9 billion?
0: Right, Beth, the Instagram gods answered our prayers, (laughs) because here... At The Helping Musicians Podcast, you are episode number 53. We've spoken to countless amazing music industry individuals. We've talked about every side of the music industry possible in our uh, goal to help musicians at the start of their career make a living doing what they love. However... Even though we talked about streaming in multiple different facets and all the wonderful things it can do, we haven't actually had anyone that knows what they're talking about on. It's just been me and this <laughs> old guy pretending to know what we're talking about. So, thanks to the power of Instagram, uh, you are here with us as Stream Queen, quite literally. I love that brand name. For context for our listener, uh, when we were first chatting about getting you on, you sent over a playlist of songs that you've worked on or led on, should I say. Uh, on a streaming strategy or streaming campaign etc and we'll we'll talk about that more in a minute but I was half expecting because I didn't know you before Instagram brought us together you know there'd be like one or two songs like kind of kind of familiar with and then that classic thing of like everyone's got their one or two two biggies and then it's just a shit ton of songs that no one's ever heard of and I nearly (laughs) fell over um, because you basically had half of the most successful songs of the past decade to some (laughs) degree on your uh, on your stream queen playlist so first thank you for being here. Big up, thank you Instagram, big ups up Zerk. We wanna get straight in to helping our audience. So for context, we assume our audience are musicians <laughs> that are good, that's really important. They are making good music, they are talented musicians but they are at the start of their career and they are wanting to make a living from their music. What, in your opinion, are the three things a musician in that position at the start of their career either needs to know, should be aware of, should look out for?
2: I mean, I just feel like that in itself could take up an entire conversation, to be <laughs> honest. It's been it's been so interesting working... Um, in so many varying levels of the industry, whether that's working with independents, working with distributors, working with major labels. Um, And with every role and every space that I have been lucky enough to work in, I've I've learned a lot. And I've I've been collecting these uh, tips for new artists, for independent artists, for people that maybe think that there's a certain level that you can get to on your own and then you need some someone else or something else. Mm-hmm. And I love the idea of trying to break that down and, and demystifying it as much as possible because that's not entirely true. There are definitely different paths for different artists and there are some that are very um historic and great at positioning an artist and, and turning them into sort of a global proposition, but not every artist has that journey. So I'd say probably the first tip, which, you know, does encompass streaming, but I think it's just a general tip for artists is really getting back to the basics of, of why it is you're doing what you're doing. What's the story that you have to tell, whether it's you as an artist or a certain song or collection of songs? What, what, what are you trying to... Say who are you trying to connect with? What's your idea of success for this uh, project? For this year of you? For this succession of singles? What, what's this? What's the idea of success? And then how how do we get there? Uh, what what are the steps to getting there? And I think uh, along with that is um, you know who who is your team? Who who is doing this with you? When when you're looking around, are they people that understand you? Are, are telling your story authentically? Are adding value? Are coming with you as a team and as your co- collaborators to, to amplify what it is that you're you're trying to do and the people you're trying to reach. So it's a real number one tip or trick. Take it all the way back. Like you really have the power. There's a reason why this is what you need to do and uh, it's a reason why being an artist is is the only thing that, that means anything to you and, and is your way of communicating or connecting with people. So making sure you understand why you're doing it what you're trying to do, what the the idea of success or goal is, and also making sure that the people around you or people on that journey are authentically representing who you are. A second tip, still thinking about the idea of the fundamentals is, um, I don't wanna use the word basic, because it's so important, but the the saying, have all your ducks in a row, like love, don't know where those ducks be or what they're in a row for. <laughs> but please do get them (laughs) (laughs) exactly um please do get them in a row and it's (laughs) fantastic a literal representation generally you'll see a lot of um passion and strategy go into that first single or the launch of a project or whatever it is as basic as delivering that song between you know four to six weeks and and have it having your sort of checklist done it's funny how much that kind of slows down or stops post single one um and really momentum is everything so so get your ducks in a row and if we're thinking that the end project is an ep or it's going to be a, a headline show that you want to sell out or Then, you know, how do we get all the way to step one, which is, you know, creating music or is it post that and thinking about, you know, what is what is the fundamental release checklist I need to be doing in terms of picking a distributor? in terms of finding out what options there are out there or pitching for funding or working with a new producer or the deadlines of, of getting artwork in on time. All of those things are, are so fundamental in allowing you to optimise your craft and to reach as many people as possible. And that just doesn't stop with, with single one. Um, so just just get it all going. The momentum can be so exciting, and it really just does take one thing to kind of steer you off track a bit, and for maybe momentum to feel a bit lost, and convergence starts to slow down, or engagement doesn't feel right, or I say this phrase, and I don't, I think I need to tweak it, because it's not quite what I mean, but. There's this idea of um, no one is waiting for your music as much as you are. Like there are fans that will be obviously waiting for that release day and that music to drop and and the loyalty you've built there, the community you've built there is so strong. But in terms of getting it out, like you're the one that's been sitting in that studio and, and writing it, producing it, mastering it. You're the one that just wants to get it out there and get the ball rolling. So just take one big breath and think about, you know, the steps that it's going to take to get us where we need to go. And I promise you the journey will feel so much easier. And then I'd say the the third tip or, or trick is the idea that you're not really alone in this. And I mean that in so many different ways, but there are so many different distributors out there now. i was recently working with Venice Music. They're a really, really exciting distributor, artist services company, founded in the last few years and founded out of a a need of of necessity. Um, It's a very artist-centric platform. And I just like that idea that it it was born out of necessity, even though there have been distributors that pop up all the time and and have been there from the start of the industry. And there's still a need for things to be reshaped, for there to be other options um so you know there's just a lot out there is what I'm what I'm trying to say and and cool new platforms as well that are looking at any gaps that there may be in the market and trying to add valuable solution to that um but also you have like absolute staples that that bring a bit of confidence and reliability and then of course you've got possible indie labels or artist services companies or any like there is just so many options out there it's so worth doing the research into what companies are there but but what do they provide you uh you're going to be utilizing their service but you know there's there's a lot to be um got out of some of these platforms whether it's you know sync opportunities whether it's just a community of like-minded artists and creators whether it's panels or or digital exciting digital strategies or see what people are doing like see what some of these distributors are doing for their artists and if any of that is is resonating with you but yeah that's I mean that's just really the start of the kind of choices that you can make and the amount of people that are out there that just show how not alone artists are in this journey whether it's thinking about the the team you want to put around you whether it's thinking about what some of these platforms can can do for you the likes of um you know analytics tools whether they're uh, on streaming platforms whether they're sort of aggregators of a, a lot of data Data is, I know, a, a sort of a big buzzword, but it doesn't have to be that way either. Like you can use it to super optimize everything that you're doing. Save yourself some money, tell your story, find where your fans are. Yeah. There there are so many uh, amazing ways to use some of the information that we're given by these platforms. Um, And to utilize them in a way that completely elevates and amplifies the artist independently. And then I guess it's also thinking about, you know, platform by platform. What What is their primary function? How can you optimize it the best? And then, what are there? What are the ways in which you tie all of these together to kind of bring bring the best out of your artistry? If you think of yourself or your your project as a um, maybe the center of a of a universe, what is that sort of planet yeah. orbit situation? What's the solar system around that? And once someone enters it. Uh, in, in one way, how do we keep them in there and keep them sort of gravitating around you? Whether it's, you know, yeah. long form content on YouTube, using short form content in on all the platforms that kind of hold that, whether it's creating exciting pre-save campaigns or thinking about cool, uh, creative, out of home marketing, or it's about collaborating with people around the world. You know, there are so many different ways that we can be using all of these Platforms in not only a creative way, but a strategic way to just optimise everything we're doing and uh, maximising the potential, I guess.
1: Uh, Beth, Stream Queen, I would like to get really precise. Okay. Poss- I tap into your knowledge. You've worked with global superstars like Coldplay through to artists like Pink Panthers at the start of their career. Yes. Possibly the question I've been asked most in 2023 is how can I increase my chances of getting on a Spotify editorial playlist?
2: Uh, There are lots of different ways that you can be doing that. There are ways that can be done super independently in terms of setting up your product in time, making sure that there's a complete strategy around either your song or your project so that there are there are many um, points of entry and discovery for your music or or you as an artist, whether that's, like I say, setting up a song properly and making sure you have the right time for pitching, whether it's, you know, working with third party playlisting or um, maybe it's, it's blog seeding influencer marketing ways in which you can be uh, amplifying the discovery and streaming consumption of your songs. Uh, Whether it's, Working with, you know, a lot of distributors, labels, artist services, have someone like me working there, uh, a head of streaming, a streaming manager, someone whose job it is to uh, work and represent the roster that they look after in the room with with streaming services. Uh, So, you know, making sure that you're giving as much information to those people as possible, connecting with them, making sure they're your biggest sort of champion and understand you authentically. dream and when I say that as well you know there are there are things that go into that what's the what's the like proposition of of the artist what's the what's the timeline not only for this project but looking ahead uh what are some of the biggest markers of uh not only success but the connection between fans how can we show fan power um and how can we increase you know algorithmic discovery of an artist to only sort of amplify our positioning of the artist as one to watch or one to one to understand and it's also worth you know noting that there are a few artists that you know playlists playlists are are, are going to be absolutely fundamental but there are there are other ways of connecting your music with people and if you're able to do that on a on a large scale that works well playlists will follow I've worked with many artists that you know what were super hard to position and there was a lot of work that had to be done in other areas um in order for the door of streaming to be open um and and I I guess it's about wondering you know what what does a playlist ad mean? Like what what's next for that? How do I move that into a follow? How do I, um, you know, position my EP release in front of someone who's listened to my song from a few like months ago on, on a, a playlist? Um, I think it's about understanding what, what the goal of having that playlist ad is and thinking about all the other things that we can be doing to try and get you there as well as that.
1: So there's the official process through Spotify for Artists that any independent artist can do. Have I understood you rightly as saying your choice of digital distributor is important because some of them operate in a way like radio pluggers used to in flirting with radio DJs. There are some digital distributors that have direct connections to Spotify, which means if you use them, you can increase your chances of getting on a spotify editorial playlist
2: yeah definitely okay um and it's interesting uh, to think that because sometimes i think like are we not allowed to tell people that like i find it strange that not even mm, strange more but, mysterious yeah like that's my job it's on my linkedin i've been doing it for like four or five years <laughs> so sometimes i i wonder like <laughs> is it meant to be a secret that like major labels are able to have such access to to um Streaming platforms and playlists. Uh, I, and when I sort of joined onto a, an indie side, an interesting thing was to sit down with an artist and kind of break down some of those big flagships. It's also worth noting that most playlists have an ecosystem of different families and programs that celebrate different kinds of artists and amplify different voices. They are absolutely instrumental. That is completely changing the ways that we can support artists. We can um, connect artists with fans that are going to become, you know, followers and, and listeners. Um, and goes way above that question of how do I get into a playlist? It, it's already got more deeper than that and, and more valuable than that. But in terms of, you know, the age old, how do I get on Hot Hits UK? well, let's break down Hot Hits UK. Let's see how many of them are in the chart. Let's see how many of them are signed to a major label. Let's see how many of them have had uh, some kind of TikTok viral moment. And then let's see how many are left. Um, And then we start getting a little bit more into what kind of goes into playlisting and and things like that. But yeah, some of the, the programs that uh DSPs have like Fresh Finds and Up Next and Breakthrough UK, they're all amazing.
1: So I was deliberately trying to be really precise. Maybe the answer was you're too polite to say is it's the wrong question. So I asked you specifically (laughs) about Spotify editorial playlists. If you're an independent artist, is there a different question you should be asking if the broad feeling is I somewhere between want and need, subtle difference between those two words, to get more love at the start of my career from streamers. What question would you be asking us then from that context? Don't get seduced by Spotify editorial playlist because actually that's not quite right for you yet.
2: And sometimes it it will be right for you before someone like me says that it is. Like I've, I've worked with a couple of exciting artists that have either built a really, most of them actually have built such a loyal fan base and that has been absolutely instrumental in elevating and amplifying that artist. And soon a lot of other things start falling into place. And also playlist curators are, are incredible at their job. So if you've positioned yourself in the right place, they will find you. Like they're, they're very, very great at what they do. Um, so yeah, it's, I mean, I, I don't know if it's worth bringing in a few examples, but thinking of an artist like Katie Baser, I was able to help Katie get on her some of her first ever playlists. And before that, she had released a couple of EPs. She had a, an amazing following on uh, TikTok especially that was starting to really move on yeah. everywhere yeah. else. And then suddenly, you know, uh, uh, open verse that she jumped out of the shower to to record ended up being the thing that just absolutely caught and hooked people in and gave people enough time to understand katie her personality the song her music what you were going to get if you pressed follow um and an absolute wealth of talent um that was kind of duetting and, and stitching with her you know when we were able to work with Katie on friendly sex, it became a really, really exciting moment for her to be able to connect with existing fans, new fans, to really understand her proposition, what she was going to be doing in her artistic career, how we could bring that to life on streaming services, whether that was through a pre save or pre ad campaign, whether it was utilizing some of the uh, tools that you have on platform. Um, and making sure we were really bringing people to the platform to see that. Or whether it was being able to just tell her story super authentically and, and keep track through data of uh, the momentum of, of that single. All of those things worked together for her to not only be able to get on a few playlists that were dedicated to you know viral songs, TikTok songs that were curated by third parties and then eventually Spotify. But then moving her into a position as an independent artist at the time to um, kind of have an introduction into the Fresh Fresh Finds UK family. That ended up resulting in not only a few playlist covers into a super specific, uh, but perfect playlist, but also she got her first out of home as the the, uh, face of Fresh Finds UK. So, you know, all of that was kind of done through straight up collaboration with Katie, of understanding exactly what the song was about, exactly what she was about, knowing what it was that her fans loved about her and just bringing that to the the internet and and to every part of the campaign that we could.
0: Amazing. All right, Beth, I've got a little bit of a challenge for you, which is I've collected some of the most common questions that we get asked and I'm intent about streaming. Um, and I'm going to intentionally ask you some of these kind of quick fire.
2: Okay, I, I struggle with that.
0: <laughs> it's all good. As someone that talks a lot, I have empathy, don't worry. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to say max, so max 20, 30 seconds per answer so we can just wash through a few. Let's uh, do it. And you reserve You're the right to say... Timer. you reserve (gasps) the right to say no as well as you might you might genuinely say there is no answer to that or you might not want to comment um just to
1: show you (laughs) that's a position no comment no comment no
0: comment. okay so in your opinion if an artist is only going to focus on one streaming platform and at least for now let's assume that they are a british artist artists often say to us oh spotify feels like the biggest obviously in terms of like numbers and opportunity but then we often have people sometimes come in and go oh but then should I focus on title because there's less competition etc we have that mm. kind of classic of opinion
2: yeah interesting what's the best platform I mean Spotify is pretty brilliant for having amazing in-house analytics having access to editorial having algorithmic lists um and being able to tie things in, and keep things quite in app So I'd say, you know, Mm. the big green is probably the best, but there really is a positive about every single one. Um, The fact that Amazon cares so much about um, supporting breakthrough artists is amazing um the fact that and you can pitch in app there too the fact that apple music have uh apple music one and access to radio and other bits of content like animated artwork love it awesome so yeah didn't answer it but there we go (laughs) no
0: great answer great answer question number two At what point for an independent artist does a pre-save campaign become worth it? Definition, certain amount of streams on a previous song, certain amount of follows on social media, certain amount of momentum. At what point does it actually become worth it and not just a distraction from just getting people to listen to the song when it comes out?
2: Love that. I've never thought about it being a distraction. I've always thought about it... Being a really great call to action to begin your your warming up or, or marketing campaign. So for me, mm. you start it, start it right now. Um, There's absolutely no reason why you shouldn't be thinking about how you're going to raise awareness of your music, your artistry before it comes out. The more you get into the habit of creating excitement before a release and having a metric that is consistently building not only helps you and, you know, knowing that things are moving up, it will always have an effect on the algorithm and you will always be building consistently.
0: Great answer. What is, in your opinion, the most powerful way of driving from social media to a streaming platform? Is it a direct link in bio? Is it one of the links uh, where they compile all the links to different streaming platforms? Is it Instagram story link offs? Is there anything that springs to mind as the single most effective way?
2: I have found that pre saves and pre ads, especially from momentum building on another platform over to to streaming, like that is a is a really really great way. Not only of being able to have that conversion, but you're also it's it's just a really you've got the call to action, you've, you've done what you needed to do. Someone's either pre-saved, so they will get an alert when it comes out, or they, they'll automatically mm. be following you from there. They'll be able to go straight to your Spotify yeah. or, or other platform and listen to your music. So I would say, actually, that's probably a, a, a great way of being able to do that. Think about the ways that you can utilize the functions of some of these DSPs as well. Is there a way that you can use short-form content on reels tiktok and shorts that lead to a bigger long form on youtube is there a way of utilizing um short form content or 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 something to showcase your animated artwork that you can only see on Apple Music? Is there a way of using Canvas to be able to engage with your fans on social media um, and give them the opportunity to to listen to your song for a chance to to gain something exclusive or or further connection? Have a think about each platform's tip or trick or tool and how you can utilise it the best.
0: Awesome. We're getting through these. Bosh. Okay, Optimum amount of time to send to streaming platforms ahead of release date, optimum being the most effective?
2: I would say four to four to six is fine. I mean, I, th- I feel like that's just a standard thing anywhere that you see written on the internet, but you know, that is not just, that is not just so that Spotify, Apple editors, Deezer, Amazon, all of them. It's not just so that they have time to sit with your song. That's absolutely beneficial and you should be doing that. But really, you're giving yourself enough time. How much time is enough for you to, to <laughs> ramp up what you're doing? Um, and like I say, make sure that you don't give this amazing six gap full of, um, full of excitement and momentum in that first single. And then what, like a week before the second single, maybe you forget to do the third or you lose losing momentum and then rush to the EP. Yep. If you've got a plan, yep. like stick with it. You got this.
0: Awesome. Final few is it harmful to be on multiple streaming platforms at the start of your career as in should you just pick one and put all your effort into driving people to that or should you be on every one possible so that any fan on any platform can access your music
2: absolutely do not distribute to one platform (laughs) do not do that um yes no parity is everything we don't know how Well, we do have an idea, but we don't know how our potential fan or listener that is going to be the same person that buys the ticket and buys the T-shirt. We don't know how they consume music. Make sure it's available to everyone. You also don't know where your next champion is, is going to come from. So parity is everything.
0: Awesome. Is there any worth it? for a musician at the start of their career, pay-to-play service, and that's everything from an ad on a streaming platform to playlists that, you know, offer the pay-to-play feature. Often they are independent playlists, obviously. Anything mm-hmm. that springs been matter is actually worth 100 quid, 200 quid from a musician at the start of their career, streaming focused.
2: Have Really have a think about what the goal is. What's, what's the goal here? Um, I think the introduction of some of the... Uh, new sort of Spotify-specific tools, whether that's Discovery Mode, um, whether it's Marquee, whether it's Showcase, which is in the US only at the moment. There are a lot of different paid ways to be amplifying our music. Um, so, yeah, I would really go with, with the goal. I think ones that are owned by platform are interesting. Really have a think about that. Discovery Mode super, super interesting. God, I don't want to tell anyone where to put their money. In terms of third party, <laughs> again, I'd really, I'd really, really look into that. What is the playlist? Like, what is it? And what am I going to do if I get into it? How am I going to amplify this and, t- and turn this into something else? Something I am int- quite interested in sometimes is like blog seeding and influencer marketing, I guess. Um, not necessarily meaning that this happens for everyone and it probably isn't going to happen at the start of your career, but if you start seeing a piece of content that is moving, I, I found that the, the community led approach of some of these platforms, oh my goodness, like if people like what you're doing, they will be all over you. Like a one Instagram post from a, like a certain platform, it really can unleash conversation and discovery and uh yeah new fans and community so i would just have a think have a think about about what you want to do there's a, there's lots of options out there um but it's your money and you worked hard for it so think about it
0: final question which up until this point all of these questions have genuinely been the ones we get asked all the time this is one i just thought of myself based off of something you mentioned earlier you mentioned the streaming manager human being one of the things we often talk about on this show is the people Who have power or influence over the things that you are trying to do as a musician, right? You know, we've talked about in uh, sync context and publishing context. You know, finding a music supervisor there. In uh, I confess, that's the first time I've heard the phrase "streaming manager." So I'm just wondering, for a musician at the start of their career, again, assuming the songs are good, is does the streaming manager? And I'm not asking you to speak for yourself. I'm just asking you to speak more generally is it worth a musician trying to schmooze with a streaming manager? Is it worth a musician trying to hustle the streaming manager only appropriately, like only if they actually genuinely believe that person is going to like their music and build that relationship? But is that worth their energy and effort? Or should they just focus on actually building the streaming campaign and then the streaming manager will come?
2: I mean, you should absolutely be working on your streaming campaign. But I I wouldn't even necessarily say that the streaming manager will come. Streaming is an interesting, interesting landscape, and um, it, it very interesting. And it's interesting to see the dif- like the difference between the amount of freelance or bespoke agencies that do radio plugging or press, but there aren't really any for for streaming. Um, and if anyone says that they can sort of pay to like you can pay to to have some of that, it's absolutely not true. So it's, you know, it's, it's an interesting one. Like, it really is. Um, I would say that finding connections with people that you think will like your music, like your story and you can connect with is absolutely a, a, a thing that you could do. The way in which, you know, a are out here, we're kind of all out here trying to uh, discover our new favourite artists and work with people that we know we can add value to. So absolutely. And it's worth thinking about, just, it's just the idea of like demystifying some of it as well. Have a look at some of your labels. Go yeah. on LinkedIn. Type in streaming manager. Head of streaming at, at some of these indies or, or artist services or distributors, and, and you'll kind of you'll start to see what's um, what's out there or not. But there are a lot of people that are starting to create companies that are more sort of holistic, creative digital marketing companies like Unheard that, that are super interesting and yeah. have a very very in depth knowledge on. Um, the streaming landscape and the power of digital. And yeah, they're, they're pretty cool companies as well. So I wouldn't even just put it down to the the ones that have the job roles in in the big labels. I just have a little look out there and, and see what's going on. What is streaming? You know, there are so many um, questions that people have. And I think the more that we just sort of educate ourselves on the landscape and and what it means for artists and how we can get the best out of it, yeah education is everything
1: we keep mentioning the m-word mystery and mysterious like it, with with radio we know who the dj is that we want to try and make exactly. love us with a bit of research we can try and find out who's behind the scenes working in their team but the, the the playlists are also mysterious i believe i'm right in saying if i google spotify playlist team or apple playlist team like something from the fbi comes up says don't Try and find this out. It's top secret. <laughs> the essence of Sam's question to schmooze is you need to know who you're schmoozing. Schmoozing? Yeah.
2: I mean, I agree. But then maybe it isn't the people directly and it's the platforms. So how are you utilizing the tools on that platform to gain the attention of the people inside working there? What events are you know some of these distributors or, or um, VSPs putting on? What kind of funding or grant opportunities do they present? How Like all of these different things, how are they serving the artist community and how can you make a connection through some of those as well? There's a lot of music out there, a lot of music being uploaded to to streaming services every day. So yeah, yeah, but I completely agree.
1: I want to play the Sam game of quick questions. So Beth, we haven't worked out which pub most of the Spotify playlist team go to in London, which we need to (laughs) accidentally walk into and start buying drinks. It's not like Radio 1 in Great Portland Street kind of vibe. Yeah. Doesn't exist. (laughs) Okay, that's another mystery, the Spotify pub. Do you have a strong opinion if you're focused on trying to get momentum on a streaming platform on the optimum release schedule? So Sam asked you about how far in advance, but you know, the every 28 days synced with release radar or the every two months or the do you have a strong opinion on that? And it's perfectly acceptable to say.
2: Do you know what's so great? Like there's there's really not an optimal way. There are ways that will help trigger algorithm and depending on the length of your project or how many sort of releases you want to have before a full body of work, there are a million different ways. To be honest, if you could come to me and say, this is my project. These are the songs that I really like. These are some of the tentpole moments around this campaign. What do you think? That becomes a lot easier then. How do I get the most streams out of like this project? You know, coming, having a bit more um, of the framework makes all of these things feel so much easier to, to start to place. Um, but don't leave it too long and allow your work time to breathe.
1: Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to fully Jeremy Pax you on this next one. So you are allowed to tell <laughs> this fuck off. You hinted that some digital distributors are better than others at sort of pitching their clients <laughs> to playlists. Are you happy to shout out a few that are the best?
2: Uh, Am I happy to shout out a few that are the best? Yeah, I am. There are a few... uh, Optimum,
1: to use the word.
2: (laughs) Yeah, great, yeah. Um, I mean, Venice Music is great. Uh, A new and exciting platform. I love Secretly. I think Secretly are pretty great. I like quite a few of the indie labels that obviously go through the same distributor but have people like myself that are the DNA of the label. So you know that when mm-hmm. you're talking to this person, they know everything about the artist. You know that they get you know that they bring like quality music, great people, big plans, um exciting creative there are a few people that work at some independent labels that that really have got that down to i T. I've got to be honest, like there's so much out there. You need to just decide like what you need. Do you need help? Do you need yeah. someone that's got a job like mine in, in a, in a um, label or artist services? It really depends on what you need.
1: So I was Venice and Secretly. Yes. Was there another name in there? We could get a top, can we get a top three. Top three optimum digital distributors for unsigned musicians at the start of their career trying to get love from streamers. Snappy, needs need to oh work God. on the branding there.
2: This is really hard. But let's go for teams that I think are great. I'm going to go for teams that I think are great. Let's go for like an AWOL.
1: Okay.
2: Let's go for Secretly. Let's nice. go for Venice.
1: Boom. Bow, bow, Mic bow. drop.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> wow. Fair. <laughs> You've shared so much genuine insight on this, so thank you. And also, we've actually gone well over time because we've shared so much wisdom with our listeners. Uh, So I want to say thank you on behalf of our listeners and say thank you from me and Mark as well. Um, We do end the show the same way every time, which is we, as we're all new music lovers, we're recording this on, Jesus Christ, the 5th of October, 2023. Right now... What is one piece of new music that you're just really feeling right now?
2: I'm so ready for this question. It's a project that's not out yet. (laughs) Next week, Boy Genius are dropping their next EP. And I can't wait! Um, I had probably (laughs) the best day of my life this summer watching sort of ethel cain oh, wow. into uh Muna into boy genius and it was a sad girl summer and i loved it so yeah i'm very <laughs> much looking forward to the next boy genius uh release that's coming out i think next week
1: boom i think you win possibly the most enthusiastic answer we've ever had to that question We're you, 53 man? shows in
2: i'm very passionate about boy People Genius. Like, yeah there's this so. band
1: you should check out yeah, I can nah.
2: tell. Don't be cool <laughs> about it. Don't be cool about
0: it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ah, Listener, well, I hope you'll agree that we kept our promise from the start. We did ask every question that you have asked us about streaming. Hopefully everything you wanted to know. But for now, we will be back next week with a new episode with another music industry guru. If you want more, the best place to go is to our Instagram, which is at helpingmusicianspod.